there are many things that I have to say. Well, of course I could do them myself. That goes without saying. You're a strong woman. Of course you could do it yourself. That's not the point. What type of man do you want to be with? Um, On the scale of masculine to feminine. A masculine. A masculine guy. What types of guys do you attract right now? Feminine. Pussies, right? <laughs> <laughs> because a masculine guy needs to feel masculine. No guy, no strong guy is going to be, on, want to be around a woman who never lets him take care of her. Your argument is, I can do it myself. What if I said to you that that's weak? What if I said to you that having to do everything yourself is a form of weakness? Because all it is, is trying to validate yourself by showing how strong you are. And a strong woman doesn't need to exert that. She doesn't need to spend that much energy showing how strong she is. Hey everybody, welcome back to Shooters Gotta Shoot. I am your co-host, Erica Sparrow. And I'm Molly Demelier. And we've got another great episode for you guys this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we are going to be talking about the three confident female mindsets that drive guys wild. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what a great way, way to start the new year, man. Yeah, I mean, I will say this about this video. I think, you know, it's labeled female confident mindsets. But I feel like anybody can use these mindsets. Yeah, I did also disagree with him on a few of the things. Mm, Usually okay. I'm pretty pro hussy, but there were a few things I was like, this, I, I don't think so. It is, a, it is an old hussy one. It is. But what yeah. I like is he takes specific questions from the crowd of women that they're like, this is the scenario. What's going on? Yeah. And I don't know that he always gives them the greatest advice. Like I was a little disappointed. I'm like, if I mm. walked out of there with that, I think it kind of would have been like, this is bullshit. Yeah, I mean, I thought. I mean, I think this is the funniest hussy video. Yeah, that he's I've funny. Ever seen. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, this is before he was super professional. Oh yeah, whiteboard and everything. <laughs> so that part I enjoyed. I was like, all right, I'll take it. Um, all right. Well, before we get to our content this week, we are sponsored, everybody, by SunsetLakeCBD.com for all your CBD needs, literally for you, your pets, everybody. We have a promo code for you: uh, SGS twenty for twenty percent off. Uh, and you could use it on anything. Really get your money's worth. Yeah. And uh, 2022 has started out pretty stressful. So why don't you get some CBD, mellow out like everybody needs to do, mellow your dog out. Uh, I think that's really what is just going to turn the world around. I've been basically drinking it and I feel great. Yeah. Um, if you are dealing with high stress, uh, I just got some blood work back from my doctor. Uh, <laughs> turns out my cortisone levels are very high. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, major stress is high. That's oh. what it means. And there's really nothing they can give you for it. So, except I guess CBD is yeah. something that can help with it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Use our code SGS20, 20% off sunsetlakecbd.com. And if you want extra discounts and extra behind the scenes or want to just support the show, join the Patreon. Patreon.com slash shooters got to shoot. Uh, where we really get vulnerable and open up over there about uh, what's going on behind the scenes. It's a real party. Come check it out. All right. Well, without further ado, uh, let's get to the video. Let's do it. All right. So this first question, the girl says, I've been dating this guy for five months, and then he suddenly disappears for a month. Been there. Yes. And then he's back. So you've got a guy who's blowing hot and cold, hot and cold. He invests, and then as soon as you invest back, he goes cold again. Yeah. 
Here's my philosophy, because I know so many women who, they get a guy for an hour a week, or they get a guy for one night a week, and then they're like, oh, I just want to see him more. To which my response is, if he's giving you one night a week, is he the guy you want? Is this act, you may, you may really love him for that night, but here would be my response to the guy. You really think that I'm gonna settle for happiness one night a week? Screw you. I need it seven nights a week. I need to be happy seven days a week. You really think that I'm gonna settle for something that's good one hour a week? You must be out of your freaking mind. Okay, what do you think of that? I was kind of like, yeah, is that the thing he really thinks you should say to someone? Or is he more being like, you're settling for this guy? Yeah, I think that's what he's saying. But I think what he's telling this woman, like, I don't want to say like what she deserves, but like what she should be asking for from a partner is a bit unfair and unrealistic. Of Like, I need seven days a week. Well, he's kind of, I mean, that's an extreme, but. Right. But like, I think that a lot of people like do kind of get that mentality. It's like, okay, like what realistically is acceptable to demand and for me to like not feel like this person is hot and cold with me you know and i don't think he's clear to her that that guy is never gonna change for her like i think the advice should be like this is a fuck boy Mm -hmm. by definition he's not gonna give you what you want and you need to walk away and find someone who will but i i think that this is a bit where like people in general especially in early dating get a lot of bad advice and can be a little bit too demanding of what they need and they don't they don't take the opportunity to let a relationship build because i don't think out the gate you should be like absolutely obsessed which i think is what he's like feeding that mentality with her well he doesn't point out that she's been dating him for five months which is like me personally if i'm dating someone five months and we're still just doing once a week that's not enough for me i would be like oh he's clearly like fucking around with other people well so she never even clarified that it was once a week he said the hour a week she said we kind of like hang out five months or so then he disappears for a month and she's on this roller coaster with him Mm -hmm. so i don't know i don't think it should be like x number of days a week i think we get like pigeonholed in these boxes and it just like creates this just arbitrary set of rules that i'm like sometimes people have shit going on and you need to be able to be flexible and i think you also need to be able to have your own life and i feel like his demand is kind of like just feeding the the idea that like women should only care about their relationships i don't think he's necessarily feeding that they should only care about the relationships i think the correct way to say what he's trying to say is how often do you want to see them Get, let her have an answer, right? Because that yeah. answer is different for every person. Right. And then whatever their answer is, just being like, okay, communicate that to them. Be like, you know, oh, you know, I would like to see you a little bit more. See what they say. Because like, it's totally reasonable, as you said, of like, yeah, we all have busy weeks, especially, you know, holiday season, things like that, or wedding season, being out of town. Like, it's reasonable to have things that you can't fit other people in. But it's also reasonable that if you're dating someone and you want to see them more, totally reasonable to just say that yeah i mean and communicate that and if the person is kind of like jerk you feel like jerking you around or just doesn't agree and that's not their i don't know if love style makes sense but like if that's not what they want then like oh then it's just a compatibility thing yeah and like if you're not 
communicating your needs to someone like to a degree you're kind of being hot and cold with them because like i've done this before of when i feel like someone's kind of being cool with me and then i get self-conscious and i'm like well i don't want to text them too much or try and demand too much so then i just end up not really saying anything so then Mm -hmm. i go cold on them and then someone eventually has to break the ice and then it heats back up again so it's like it's kind of like this weird game of tug of war and i feel like that there's two sides to every coin i think she's got to take a little bit of the responsibility of it and just to to leave that guy go into a relationship and actually like define her needs in it but i don't know i just don't like how this is like seven days a week is all about your relationship and it's just like no it's fucking not like you gotta be a human outside of it too and i feel like advice like that just rubs me in the wrong way yeah i think he was trying to just get like her confidence up of like just talking her out of dating this man just like oh is that really a guy you want and it's like well you're not it's not like directly addressing the problem i just said right (laughs) of like basically because i've had this i had this recently of like someone's pursuing you they're showing a certain amount of interest or communication patterns right Mm -hmm. that are maybe like i don't know say communication patterns are at 70 percent. then suddenly you're like well now they're at 30 percent. like what happened Mm -hmm. and you often feel like it's because you just showed interest in them right or something you're like what did i do what was the thing that turned the tide right and a lot of times it's like it's not something you did directly no yeah most of the time it's not you never know what someone else is thinking and that's what makes dating so hard yeah exactly all right so this next woman says uh that she comes across quote hard and unapproachable in dating so you come across hard and unapproachable are you those things out of interest, why does that act of femininity make you cringe? Because I look at it as I can do it myself. Right. You said, your, so your thought was, I can do it myself. Right. What's the problem with that? There are many things that I have to say. Well, of course I could do them myself. That goes without saying. You're a strong woman. Of course you could do it yourself. That's not the point. What type of man do you want to be with? Uh, On the scale of masculine to feminine? A masculine. A masculine guy. What types of guys do you attract right now? Pussies, right? (laughs) Because a masculine guy needs to feel masculine. No guy, no strong guy is going to want to be around a woman who never lets him take care of her. Your argument is, I can do it myself. What if I said to you that that's weak? What if I said to you that having to do everything yourself is a form of weakness? Because all it is, is trying to validate yourself by showing how strong you are. And a strong woman doesn't need to exert that. She doesn't need to spend that much energy showing how strong she is. In fact, a really strong woman can go one step more advanced. Because by the way, the weakest woman, the weakest says, I need everything done for me, I don't know how. I can't do that, help me. A level above her is the woman that says, I can do it myself. I don't need someone for that, I can do it myself. A level above that is, I know I can do it myself, but it's a lot of fun when someone else does it. (laughs) It is strong to be served. It makes me strong to be served, but it does not make me strong to hold guys at arm's length saying I don't need them, because guess what you do? Men need women, women need men. Life just ain't as fun without them. So once we accept that we need each other, you don't need them for your happiness, I know that. But if you really want to get the most out of life and enjoy life on a different level, then yeah, 
Bring some of those guys into your life because it won't be nearly as fun without them. And they won't have nearly as much fun with you if they can't enjoy being a guy around you. Uh, this one uh, I do actually agree with. And it's something that I think I personally have struggled with. I agree with it, but not with the rationale. And I get that he's like trying to sell like books and seminars and whatever. But he, what he's not saying is that like a secure relationship takes a severe level of vulnerability and that takes a lot of confidence and strength which is really really hard to do and i've also struggled with that but when he says that like the the strongest is like i know i can do it myself but it's fun to have someone else do it again i think that it's just like such a dig to every woman of just like i'm gonna be on this pedestal and watch this man do it for me because it's so much more fun and i resent that like to my core I think that what he needs to say is that like a relationship is a give and take and you need to have this vulnerable moment to let someone in. And I think that's any relationship in your life, right? Because even when you think about like some of the best friends that you've had is when those moments of vulnerability, when you let the walls down and you let someone else in and, and grow together in some way. And it's not because you sat on a pedestal and it was more fun to watch them scrub the floors beneath you. Like that's, I think that is just such a dig to, every strong woman out there i think you just don't like that he said the word fun like have you ever had someone do something for you and you just were like oh that was really nice like i really struggle to let people do things for me like i not even like a huge thing just a little thing like you never had a guy just something like even think like a stranger of like your your hands are full of of a bunch of boxes trying to hit a button and, and someone just you know like rushes to be like oh wait let me let me help you let me get that for you and you're like oh thank you like yeah of course i think it's nice and i'm appreciative i'm not a dickhead but yeah i think the fun just that implies just being like what like like on a different level than them and like taking advantage of someone like and almost like toying with them yeah i mean i think he meant it more of the like it feels good i understand like i agree of like fun isn't the way to say it it feels very pedestal it feels very like you know, being like the man should always pay. Like, it feels very, I get what you're saying, but I think he literally means a very basic level of like, that makes a man feel masculine. is just like letting him like pick up your luggage for you. Like some real simple, easy shit that it's like, clearly I can carry my luggage or carry my purse or whatever it is. But like a guy being like, Oh, let me do that for you is like their way of being masculine and feeling masculine. And a lot of times like, I'm in my head of like, oh, I don't want to demand so much from my partner. So I kind of put an X on it, not realizing it, being like, no, 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 I got it. Yeah. And a lot of times it's like, you know, that's that was weirdly going to make them feel good. Right. Like, that's absolutely what he's doing. But he's creating this weird, like, dichotomy with it that I think is just like super, like, I don't know, just like misogynistic which is just like really weird like talking to a group of women <laughs> and like i don't know well how is it misog- I, I didn't think it was misogynistic i don't see how it is i think he's saying i think he's just trying to honestly say like hey this makes a guy feel masculine yeah but of the way that he's saying it should make a woman feel is where it's misogynistic and i take is where i'm having the gripe i have n- no doubts that like it makes a man feel good to do things but i think it should make a woman feel more vulnerable and like she's letting someone in to 
to build a relationship with and not that like she's like i don't know has like servitude and is sort of like a plaything. yeah i mean he's not a woman so it's like that part's his estimate so it's like yeah he's like oh it feels fun doesn't it it's like yeah not the word we wanted i don't i just i don't see it as this whole deeper level as you're saying i think he's basically trying to say because i feel i feel very much the woman that asked this question i feel like this person of like kind of this hyper independence that i often have with dating of this like oh gives this vibe like i don't need anybody and he was like look we know you don't really need us but we want to feel needed as i that's what i feel like the message from that yeah and i'm not is supposed to be i'm not arguing that message i think that is 100 percent true and i also think that i do the same thing like uh, when we moved i had a guy offer to like he was like yeah i can you know your stuff isn't straight i can fix it on the walls and i was like no it's perfect i was like i did a great job yeah. and like and but in my head i was like well i also know this is because you i don't know if like you're gonna come back and so it was a defense mechanism mm-hmm. i feel like women put up those walls of like not letting men do things for them because then it, there's this feeling of like that they're not going to come back once they do but it, there has to be like this little bit of give and take of like okay let them do something and i don't know let them show up again you know and and so it's not like giving that opportunity to happen because i'm like okay maybe if i did have let the walls down a little bit and like let this person help me in the move like do some of those little things like maybe our relationship would have taken a few different turns i don't know um but yeah i just think that the wording that he uses is just more like salesy and conferency than actually like trying to get to solutions basically a lot of times like when you look at a relationship or even like an ex or something and then you say like oh you know what he never like really did anything for me the other question is well did you let them do stuff for you right and that's where i'm saying of like i agree that i think women who stay in kind of that like second tier of i can do it it's a defense mechanism because they're not wanting to like let someone disappoint them i agree yeah it's it's tough this is i struggle with this one a lot yeah, it's hard. It, uh, lighting people in is probably one of the hardest things, especially if you, you've been burned. And mm-hmm. you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to do this again. Right. Um, all right, let's see what the next question is. So you've been hurt in the past. You don't want to be hurt again. So anytime someone does something that could show you're about to be hurt, your alarm bell goes off and you shut down. So then when you shut down, he doesn't feel connected to you. And essentially, you just you sever the connection, don't you? But it's safer to sever the connection in that moment than to engage in it and risk getting hurt. You have to start by deciding what type of woman you want to be in this world. Not to put too big a question on it, but what type of woman do you want to be? You're going to find a new guy and you're going to completely open up and he's going to be someone who's sent to test your strength as a woman. And he's going to completely annihilate your trust. He's going to hurt you. And you're going to be left with all this validation for what you thought you should have done, which is closed down. I should have put up a wall. I knew it. But here's your choice. Is my trust destroyed? Or does this just make me stronger and more determined to find the type of guy I want? Is this a moment where I'm supposed to back down and put up a wall? Or is this where I really show how strong I can be in a relationship? Because it's easy, by the way, to be strong in a relationship when you've never been burnt. 
It's easy to be confident when no one's ever torn you down. It's harder, it's more of a challenge when you've had reasons to be insecure and you're not. And people do it every day. Now, I'm here to tell you that you've been tested. There are people that have hurt you. You've gone through some difficult things, but you still have a choice as to which way you want to go. See, between two events, you have a choice to react in whatever way you want to react. How am I going to react to this situation? That's the big question. Which path is it going to send me down? Am I going to grow or am I going to shrivel? Now, you've been shriveling a little bit, like putting up a wall, but I know that's not who you really want to be. And I know it's not the example you want to set. So it seems to me you have a relatively easy choice. I, I agree with that one. I think human instinct is either fight or flight, right? So when it's just so easy to run away at the first sign of trouble, and I think a lot of people do that, especially people who have been burned in the past. Mm -hmm. But if you, if something comes up and it kind of feels like a red flag, a fight, whatever it is, and you communicate the issue, I feel like that's like your chance to fight for the relationship. And it kind of makes me think of like the, the John Berger episode where he said, okay, but like, what if it does work out? kind of thing mm -hmm. it's like okay if you genuinely want to have a lasting relationship that works out you got to put put up a little fight here and there um and like sometimes your best fight isn't gonna isn't gonna be worth it and it's still not gonna work out but at least you can look back and say that you tried yeah this actually made me think of uh the story logan yuri shared of her friend that went on a first date with a guy and she offered to pay and he let her and they split Mm -hmm. and she didn't want another date and he did and then she told him she was like listen i've been taken advantage of in the past in my relationship so that's kind of a rule i made for myself whatever with the guy paying the first date and then he opened up about his own financial situation of like he was helping his parents and was just trying to be more money conscious yeah and it was like so that's a thing that's a very you know we've heard a hundred times from a million different dating coaches therapists whoever about ooh, who pays for the first date like such a little thing that basically she was like yeah she could have just fully ended all of that and moved on and not try to communicate like the smallest little thing that yeah. it ended up, then it worked out and they're together. Right. Um, I was going to say the other thing I thought of when he was saying like the blindness to almost like the blindness to getting hurt or like whatever insecurities are there from past relationships. Uh, all I could think was like, Oh yeah, that's why they always say like your first love is the hardest mm -hmm. because it's like, it is your first heartbreak and it's, it's like, but, but we're so in love and like whatever things happen, you just like never felt like could happen yeah. and it hits you the hardest. Cause you're like, Oh, I was so open and so free. And so just like in it, yeah. you know, it was so exciting. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss, baby. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Okay. So the next girl asks, uh, basically if you should be dating multiple people or how long. Should you only be dating one person at a time in life? You always just have to look at the practicalities of any situation. Rather than get emotionally invested in, well, what would I like it to be like? How is it really? What's it really like? And if I'm a guy and I'm on a date with you and I think you're sleeping with a bunch of other guys, is that going to grow my attraction? Probably not. They wouldn't know. Right. So let's get to what's practical. Right. You can absolutely date different guys. And it's up to you at what level you do that. Is it just a date? Am I sleeping with them? And so on. Now, what I would do is start from a place of what do I expect from someone else? In other words, 
would I want to start dating someone who was sleeping with a bunch of other people at the same time they were dating me? If I found the perfect person, of course I would dump yeah, if you absolutely, if you found the perfect person, you would dump all the others. And therein you answer your question. Because what you're really doing is saying, I'm exercising my options. When I find someone I like, I'm going to start focusing on that person. Now, my options might still give me confidence because they remind me that I'm an attractive woman, but I'm not going to exercise those options while I'm actually focusing on this person I care about. And if that falls through, OK, I have options again. But I'm not necessarily going to, you, you have to make the decision. While I'm with this person and I'm investing in them, do I entertain all the other options? Now, I would say to you it's dangerous because the moment he finds out you're a few dates in and you're exercising your other options is the moment that a typical guy, not every guy, but a typical guy becomes less attracted. Because as I said, he wants to feel he's on a unique path with you, not one that includes other people at the same time. I would say enjoy your options, have your fun, and when you meet someone you like, be prepared to focus on that person. That's what I would say. You know, there's nothing wrong with you exercising your options and enjoying being single, but when you meet someone you want, I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't suddenly throw all those people out of your life, but I would stop the intimate part of that so that you can actually move forward with a good heart with that person that you like. What are your thoughts? The part he says of if you're dating someone and they find out that you're also dating other people. So he keeps it vague. Doesn't say sleeping with other people. Mm -hmm. And then he says, oh, that would make most guys lose interest. I don't think that's true. I think the opposite is true of that would make them be like, hey, are we, you know, I am only dating you. Like, are we only dating each other? Like, what's going on? Yeah, I think that would just spark the conversation. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I actually agreed with that. I feel like dating is a lot of data collection. Um, so... You got to see what's out there, see what's working for you. Uh, and if you're not, if you don't have the conversation, then like you don't owe anyone anything. Um, I will say, though, if you're together for like a couple of months hooking up and you're clearly only sleeping with each other and then someone else comes along, mm -hmm. like that would probably fall in the bucket of cheating. Um, so I think like every situation is different. But if you're early on just like, Go, going on a couple of dates with people and you know feeling it out especially if you meet on an app i feel like it's assumed that you're all just kind of dating a lot of people um yeah like no harm no foul yeah it's very like i kind of agree when when he says like well what would you be doing and like the scenario you just said of like yeah if i'm dating someone a couple months i'm only dating that person yeah. i'm naturally doing that whether there's a conversation or not i'm not going to keep investing that much time in someone if i'm still like eh, on the fence and dating other people right personally so it's like yeah but we always can assume that but you never know yeah and it's like yeah that's why the new trend that i agree with is like yeah you don't ask what are we you just say like yeah like i'm into you like i am only really interested in like you know seeing where this goes mm -hmm. uh what about you like yeah that's all that really needs to be said. It right. doesn't need to be like, are you sleeping with other people? You know, or even being like this other guy asked me on a date. So like, how you feel about that? Like not the way to go about it, but. Right. Yeah. I think if like you're seeing uh, like have gone on X number of dates with multiple people and there's one that you like, like definitely don't tee it up of like, hey, should I dump Jimmy over there? Yeah. Like, no, I think you 
should say like exactly what you said of like this is how i'm feeling what about you um and it's really just all about communication i it's just i know you said some things that like rub you the wrong way a little bit but like then part of me is like he is a man and if this is truly how most men feel and believe like what um i think it was i think it was along the lines of being like if a guy knows you're sleeping around with a bunch of guys as you're dating him he's not gonna like that but then if you flip it to like if someone asked me like hey if you were dating someone say let's say five dates let's throw out like five dates if i go on five dates with someone and on date number six i find out they're still like they're sleeping with other people and actively dating other people that would that would bother me personally i mean so i wouldn't be surprised if like you flip the genders a man was bothered about that by me honestly i think at any point that you sleep with someone or get physical with them and then it's just like put in your face that they're like fucking someone else it's not gonna feel good yeah you know i I think it's just like that realization right nobody likes so it's like also if you just kind of keep the messy stuff out of the conversation when you have it of like hey i just you know and i just want to do this it also eliminates them having to confess that they might have like banged someone else at the bar the other night you know like Mm -hmm. because if they agree to move forward with you i don't think that other shit really matters you know like yeah it, it's just it's not going to make anybody feel good um and if they're ready to like cut everything else off and commit to you you win the game you know like yeah i mean i i had this happen to me of it was a third i believe it was a third date it was either third or fourth date, but i think it was just the third and it was someone that i kind of knew before so i like whatever regardless i was into them I knew mm-hmm. I was into them and it came up of, I don't know, something came up that hinted me and he said something of not being into casual sex. And then I was like, oh yeah, when's the last time you had sex? Cause I was like, I don't fucking buy that yeah. at all. Like I was like, you're full of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was right. And then I guessed that he had sex the weekend before and he like laughed. It was true. And I straight up just was like, yeah. I was like, uh, yeah, like I have no right to be mad. I was like, uh, this is our third date, you know, but I just said, I was like, I am into you. I was like, and if we hit that point, I would not want you sleeping with other people. Yes. I was like, that would bother me. Yeah. It's not gonna feel good to like, hear that. <laughs> and that indirectly basically was being like, yeah, you can't play this. I don't know card of like, if we start sleeping together of being like, oh, but we didn't have an exclusive combo. It's like, I just had the exclusive combo of like, I'm not going to sleep with you and be cool with you sleeping with other people. Right. Because I'm not doing that is basically what I said. Yeah. And I don't think that's a bad thing. And like, it is crazy that that came up on a third date. I wasn't planning on having that conversation, but it came up. Yeah. And it was just like, and, but I was kind of proud of myself of like, I just put it out there. Like I was just straight up like, I have feelings for you. That would really hurt my feelings. Right. Like I'm on this date because I like you. Right. Like, and I want to see like what the potential this has beyond right. just sleeping together. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I think you just got to put it out there. Yeah, yeah, you got to put it out there in some way. But it is it is the uh, time old question of when should you sleep with someone and bring up those conversations, which I don't think there is a direct, correct answer for no. any of that. No, I don't think so either. I think it's all about data collection and seeing like what's working for you. Yeah. How do you feel after those circumstances? Right. It's more what it's about. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's see the next question. So if... I'm out with someone, we're in a group, how do I figure out if they have a partner or not? Right. Uh, especially if I'm hitting it off with them, yes. 
because what you don't want to end up is I've just had a three hour yeah. in exchange that's my Friday night gone <laughs> and you have a girlfriend yeah. yeah and many guys will enjoy the validation from that so they'll tell you at the very last minute even if they have you know even if they're always intending to tell you they'll tell you at the last minute because they're really enjoying the exchange which women do too by the way let's not yeah. let's not like strike off guys for that um, so I I think, personally, there's nothing wrong in a conversation when you've been there a little while asking someone if they've got a girlfriend. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It doesn't look desperate, it doesn't look needy, it just, likes you, it just looks like you're direct. It, does not, it doesn't also have to be a situation where you're saying it because you're interested. It could just be you're asking. You know, like if they're in town for a few days, you talk, talk to them about it. Like, are you going back home? Do you have a girlfriend there? Talk to them casually. And it doesn't matter. Like, at the end of the day, I'd rather put someone on the spot and find out than be vague about it and give them room to not say it. And then, you know, go out for coffee with them and you're like, well, do you have a girlfriend? And they go, oh, yeah. And you go, well, why are you out for coffee? And he's like, oh, I thought it was just coffee. <laughs> I would rather be direct about it and ask the question, but do it with a smile on your face and just do it as part of a casual conversation. I mean, yeah, I agree with that. And I think that everybody does it. Everyone loves a good ego stroke and to know they still got it. Mm -hmm. uh, I agree with him that you got to make it like casual and fun though. And not just like, do you have a girlfriend? Yeah. No. Um, and then like, if they say yes, like don't dip. Because like, that's also way more obvious that that was all that you cared about. Yeah. They might have a friend. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. They're a nice guy. They got friends. Yeah. And just like be a person and have a conversation. Um, I've seen people do this also of uh, like in group settings of just you can almost make it like a fun like 20 questions and like bounce uh i've had friends where we like bounce off each other and like we kind of like alternate asking fun questions at the person so it's almost like hot seat it um, also puts their guard down uh, yeah if you're asking random shit yeah that isn't really about them yeah exactly mm -hmm. uh and well, like when it's a group conversation it's less like intimate but like you still get the information that you need to know yeah um and then you just kind of see what happens and then once it's out there that someone's single all of a sudden, everyone's like, okay, where's the vibe happening? Yeah. Because uh, I was going to say, you could have a friend ask it for you. Right. If it's kind of a group combo. Right. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You always want the friend to ask that question. Yeah. You just don't want ownership of like, clearly it was me. Right. <laughs> like, uh, for sure. Um, especially if there's like vibes between you and this person a little bit. You mm -hmm. want that friend to uh, to get, have the feelers out, ask, because it'll also be super clear of like, I'm not as like, I don't like you mm -hmm. kind of ask, uh, if your friend isn't like super flirty. Um, so those are the best wing women to have with you. Um, I also think about just like when you're getting to know someone, like it is a common question to ask about someone's life. Like, where are you from? Like, where do you live? Like, do you live by yourself? Yeah. You know, those kinds of things. Uh, that's usually when it comes up. I live with my girlfriend. Right. That's, a, that's always an easy way to bring it up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I think when you're asking about someone's life, like it's just, it just think about like when you're meeting a new person, you know, like you shouldn't get all like nervous about it. Well, I was going to say this. Do you feel like the question should be, do you have a girlfriend or are you dating anyone or are you single? I would say, are you single? Cause you also shouldn't assume sexuality. Yes. And I think that's actually way more telling is how people answer that. Like girlfriend. I feel like a lot of guys just go, no, 
Right. Because they're like, she's not my girlfriend yet, but they're dating someone. Yeah. And then if you get a kind of... When you like, get hesitation. Yeah. That's why I go with like, oh, are you single? Are you seeing anyone right now? Yeah. And when they're like, you're like, yes. Like, I, right. I answer for him. I go, so yeah. I'm yeah. Like, you're seeing someone. They're like, well, you know, I mean, and I go, yeah, I go, yeah. It's not serious yet. Yeah. Congrats. She's not your girlfriend yet. I said, but I'm like, there's a woman who would be mad that you're talking to me. <laughs> and you're getting laid. Good for you. <laughs> like, that's fun. Yeah, right? Yeah. Because that's, oh, I know this comic, Chloe Hilliard, so funny. She had a joke of being like, no, 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 you can't just ask, are you single? You have to then be like, is there a woman who thinks you're dating right now? <laughs> yeah. Is there a woman who would be mad if she knew we exchanged numbers? Yeah. It's like, that's your real answer. <laughs> that is, yeah. Because there, there's always one mm-hmm. hiding in the shadows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, one was, one was, uh, one guy you met was a stalker. I'm... And, and one guy was married. <laughs> why? Just forgive me, but why would that affect your confidence? Just because he's a stalker, it doesn't mean he has bad taste. <laughs> Listen, I would say this. You're going to attract some of the wrong guys. If you're attractive, you're going to attract some bad guys. You're going to attract some of the wrong guys. There's attractive people can't filter out just the good people. You can't be attractive and only have great people be attracted to you. If you're attractive, people are attracted to you. So you're going to get a few crazies in there. You're going to get a few guys who are, who are sleazebags and they're married and they're going to do that. So you're going to get that. But why that would affect your confidence? Because you're new to it. Right. But right now, you're meeting guys. Big tick. Well done. Guys are attracted to you. Big tick. Well done. Now it's just refining. Now all you're doing is sifting out the wrong guys from the right guys. But you're already, most, you're already steps ahead of most women out there who are doing nothing. Most women aren't doing anything. They're not doing anything. They're not your competition. Like, this is the, this is the great thing. People are like, oh, the ratios between men and women. There are so many single women. It doesn't matter, 90% of them aren't doing shit. (laughs) They're sitting at home eating ice cream. They're not doing anything. They're not your competition. It doesn't matter. If you're a proactive woman, you're already in the 10%. And if you're proactive and you know what you're doing, and you've been to an event like this and you've been through it and you're figuring it out, now you're not even in the 10%. You're in that top 1%. And those women stand out from every other woman, no matter how many there are. Go out tonight, and here's what you'll see. A whole lot of women and men not talking to each other. <laughs> if, if I could only tell men, guess what, guys? Don't worry about the rich guy over there. Don't worry about the guy over there who looks like Brad Pitt. He ain't your competition, because he's too busy sitting at the bar trying to look cool. <laughs> These women over here, they want a guy to talk to them. No one's going over there. These guys that you're afraid of, that you're intimidated by, that you don't think you have as much as, they're not your competition. They're not doing shit. Go do it, and you're already way ahead of the curve. Right? Just talking enough will eventually get you laid. (laughs) (laughs) And I say to you women that most women aren't doing anything, so they're not your competition. Get out there, be proactive, do this stuff, and do it with a good heart, and you're already in the top, top percentile of people who are going to get results. What do you think? This reminds me a lot of his uh, Netflix show I watched. Uh, There was an episode that he 
kind of gave women a pep talk about just approaching people and starting conversations. And how his seminars put you in the 1% of those conversations. <laughs> it didn't have that. It just basically was like, you're going out. Everybody's out in this bar. Most people would want to talk to someone and meet someone new. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's for dating. Maybe it's not. So they basically, he was like, we're going to this bar. And like your assignment was like to, I think, talk to like three different people. Okay. So I didn't even think it was gendered. It was like, just start a conversation with three different people. And uh, most of the girls like ended up getting a phone number and like a date. Okay. Just from, like he says, being active. Yeah. Uh, so I, I do agree of it's like, yeah, most people in a lot of those scenarios do want to talk to someone, but it's always scary of how do you start it if you don't feel like they're giving you an opening of some kind. Yeah. I mean, you don't get what you don't ask for. Like, I agree with that. I think at the beginning of this was weird to me though, of when it was like, I don't think he answered her question of, <laughs> you know, it, like she's kind of like attracting the wrong guys. And I agree. Like the fact that guys are coming up to her shouldn't ruin her confidence, but I do like disagree with him on that. Like she shouldn't, you know, she should just feel like hot and not, you know, worry about the type of person that she's attracting. Cause I do, I think it's calling in the one and a few other books that have the premise of kind of like at some point you do need to like look inward and think about what am I putting out that's bringing something that I don't want in. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, if this is a pattern for you that you're bringing in these like unavailable seasball guys, like, okay, at some point you got to have a little introspection and be like, what am I doing? That's making it think that like, this is the type of person that I want. Right. Um, like I think he definitely glossed over that. Um, and we can all do a little bit better and think about just the way that we're attracting people to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think he missed that. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with him a little of like, yes, yeah, some, sometimes it's like there isn't something you did that attracted, you know, an emotionally unavailable man or, you know, a stalker. It's like we can sometimes be like, yeah, that person is out of their mind and it's not yeah. on me. But I agree with you of like, all right, yeah, maybe look at like, how do I meet these people? Like, where am I meeting these people? What time am I meeting these people? Like, there's all these, like, kind of factors that if you looked at and you were like, oh, there is a pattern here, mm-hmm. uh, that might be your answer. Some would even say astrology, Molly. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> but Yeah, what was the moon doing? Some people would. I've had many of friends be like, no more Libras, you know? No more of this sign. Clearly, that's the pattern. And, uh, you know, whatever works for you. But, um, yeah, I don't. It's That's one that I'm, like, 50-50 on. Um, but I mean, I, I agree with his, you know, do something to make something happen. Yeah, for and, sure. And I actually, I do agree with him that most women don't initiate in those ways just from friends I have. Yeah. I feel like a lot of women don't initiate. And I also feel like, I mean, a lot of the books and research are telling us that less and less men are initiating, yep. um, especially post me too movement. Uh, so it's, we're kind of just a lot of sitting ducks uh so someone's gotta someone's gotta flap their wings man let's just do something yeah or i agreed i didn't like how he phrased the like don't worry about other women but i agree with the message of like don't be worrying about what other people are doing right like it's like if you go on a date with someone and it's say it's from an app or even if it's from a bar uh especially let's say a bartender okay that person's meeting a lot of people, right? They're a social person. If you're in your head the whole time of like, 
oh, well, they probably like hit on so many women or get hit on by so many women because they're the bartender or because they're this or because they're on an app. They're probably going on a million dates. It's like all that stuff is very like, don't worry. Why are you worried about that? Right. Like you're on the date. Like, do you like the other person? That should be your first question. Yeah. Um, but it is hard of feeling like trying to kind of ignore all those things. But I agree with them of like, what are you worried about other women for when you're the woman in the bar? Exactly. Like you're there and look at those beautiful women that aren't talking to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. So just be the one to, to make the move. Shoot your shot. Yeah. Can, can I ask you this? This is a trend I've seen lately of a question that kind of goes with the thing you talked about with flirting. Uh, of like, yeah, a lot of us like like to flirt, you know? No okay. harm in flirting, right? Uh, but then he gives the example of the like, suddenly he's like, well, she just said get a coffee. That's not a date. Uh, I've seen a trend of a lot of like dating coaches and stuff being like, you should ask this question to someone you're dating of what constitutes cheating to you? Because a lot of people have different definitions mm. and variants of like, some people would be like, yeah, if you're someone's DMing you and you're flirting in the DMs or like, that's, that's cheating to me. Yeah, I think, I think that's an interesting conversation. Because I think my answer is different at different points of our relationship. Uh, yeah, I think it often just brings up things that have happened to you in the past that you weren't cool with. That you maybe don't necessarily think is cheating, but you just were like, oh, I didn't like that. That's like a boundary I felt was crossed. Yeah. Yeah, I do think that, like, I'm, I'm fine with that question. I do think it's one, I'm like, at what point do you, like, ask it, though? I think when you're with someone like exclusively. Oh yeah. When you're yeah. with someone exclusively. Yeah. God, I hope you know, but yeah, you gotta have, yeah. you gotta have an answer on your side. Right? Yeah. But also like, I think it would be like super clearly defined if I was with someone exclusively. So I feel like that's terrifying to think mm -hmm. that like it wouldn't be. Uh, yeah. Or I think for a lot of women, it's like, we don't think this is cheating, but this bothers us of, a guy being in a situation that he doesn't tell the other person he has a girlfriend. And it is like that flirting situation. Yeah. That it's like, okay, you clearly know this person is like interested and is flirting with you. And there was no point you felt the need to work in like, oh, my girlfriend. Right. Yeah. That. Yes. Yeah, just like things that are going to make me not feel good. You know, like technically like you didn't cross a line, but your toes were on it. Yeah. And uh, why? Right? Or here's another big one. You have a boyfriend. He meets some girl or whatever. They're talking. They end up following each other on Instagram. Mm. That's a gray area one. Yeah. Am I on the IG or no? Uh, let's say you're not. Yeah, that's sketchy. But like, if I'm all over it, I'm like, yeah, this girl has to be blind. Like not. Yeah, but there's still something that feels like you're keeping that in your back pocket if we don't work out. Like it was, it's like a side to a getting someone's number. Like, oh, let me get your IG. Uh, yeah, I guess it depends on like the circumstances. Cause I'm like, okay, yeah. say there's like a big tailgate or something. And like, there's just like a bunch of people together and like people follow each other. You're right. Like, I think something like that's harmless. Mm -hmm. But if you're out at a bar, there's one person that you talk to and you exchange IG. Yeah, that, that's yeah. your exchange. Just get her number at that point, you know? If, yeah, for me, I'd be like, there needs to be like mutual friends happening here. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. this a random stranger that's like, oh, let me get your Instagram. Right. Why is that I, happening? Yeah, but I'm like, 
just because you're dating me doesn't mean you can never get another Instagram follower ever. You know? No, like, no, no, no. But it's but that's one that is a gray line of you're like, it's not cheating. It's not the technical definition of cheating. But I feel like it's a fair boundary if someone was like, yeah, <laughs> I don't really want you getting people's IGs in bars. Right. Yeah. Like, that's shitty. That's getting people's numbers in bars. And I think that is kind of cheating. I think it's the same thing. It's yeah. emotionally cheating I, for sure. Yes. I uh, think so. Yeah. But it's, it's like, that's a fine line that someone could try to debate you. But it's like, hey, that's just... That's your boundary. Yeah. And like, if they don't want to respect that, then yeah, that's not the person for you. Right. And like, also sometimes people don't really know until they're in the situations if it hasn't been communicated. So right. like, they might just like panic and exchange an IG and then be like, fuck, what did I just do? Because it, it's not as clear as like, hey, can I get your number? Because that mm-hmm. is like the tried and true, like I'm trying to hit on you. Right. Uh, but like, uh, what's your Instagram? I don't know that there's like, as like, hard of spidey senses that come up with that or like it's yeah. a, for some reason it feels a little harder to say no to mm-hmm. whereas like i would absolutely hate it if i had a boyfriend and they did it but me right now could like see it just being uncomfortable to be like no you can't know where my public profile is kind of thing yeah or it's more the it's the follow back thing that you're like i mean you know they followed me i talked to them I yeah felt like a, i felt like a dick so I, it's that's I why i see it being like a thoughtless thing that would cause a lot of pain if there wasn't like this straight up conversation of like hey to me this is a line right yeah i don't know i mean i I think that's just a modern one in our generation yeah Ooh, what's that oh well any closing thoughts on hussy no i don't think so i think we pretty much covered it well this was a this was a fun mixed bag so anyway hope you guys enjoyed it uh if you want to send us any potential topics for episodes uh you can send us a dm at shooters gotta shoot pod or email us shooters gotta shoot pod at gmail.com uh and follow us we got a bunch of fun stuff going on over there and i'm at sparica with two a's and i'm at the guaca underscore molly and we'll see y'all next week Bye. bye